Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. I am your Game Master, Candace, and I am here with... I am Sarah, and I play Vim, the battle-tested and magic-know-nothing tiefling. I'm Dan, and I play uh, Cyrus Sassafras, the pilferer of porn. <laughs> I'm Nikki, and I play Jarell Goldenheel, the wide-eyed elven scholar. And I'm Adam, and I play Arden, the surprisingly stealthy half-elven urban ranger. <laughs> Last time on Little Realms. Cloaked in magic and some pretty fantastic costumes, we snuck into Captain Marinay's estate to find the ledger Indigo told me about. We're actually rather talented at this whole breaking and entering business. We quickly found the captain's safe and cleverly removed it from its hiding place. Despite wasting a lot of time tearing apart a cabinet, we opened the safe inside of it with a key that I found. Mirna's security is not very impressive, and we found the book we were looking for. And we got the most important thing, Mirna's dirty magazines. (laughs) Onward to the next quest, digging up the evidence to prove Rowan's guilt in the hour's tragic murder. Where we left off, all four of you are crowded onto Rowan's front porch, and the building is sort of a squat L shape, so you do have a little bit of cover from the east with the side of the building, and then cover from the west with the stables, and from the north and south by the main house. You just kind of have to worry about this like open area of the driveway behind you to your left that goes out to the main gate. Okay, I'm going to try to keep up detect magic as we're finding a way in. Mm-hmm. You do detect magic at this point, and it is abjuration. Do you sense anything, Arden? Can we open this door? I'm not sure. Uh, give me a moment. It might be alarmed. It's magical somehow. The door itself or something inside? It's like through the wall. Would we it's be... something inside, but that doesn't mean it's not connected to the door itself. Would we be able to do, you know, Cyrus's little acid gambit again to get through this door? Would that get past the magic or? No, it wouldn't do anything about the magic. Hmm. Is there? Ooh, Bim pops her head out of the fantasy porch and looks around. Is there a nearby window? Or another entry point we can maybe sneak in through. Go ahead and roll me a perception check, please. Huh! 20! Huh! Um, 19 on the die! <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> so, you. Let's see. Candace is like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I know where the windows are, but I'm not exactly sure how. I think Vim just sort of intuits from having seen a lot of different architecture. Let's just say she's cased a lot of joints before. (laughs) You're like, there's gotta be windows frickin' somewhere on this house. It's the wall 
that would be facing the fence has windows. And it, and that's the wall that's being patrolled by guards? Yes. Perfect. While she's looking, uh, Jarl's gonna pull out the key that they took from Mirne's lockbox and okay. examine it and then compare it to the lock on the door. Cool. Roll investigation. Oh. <laughs> uh, I did a crit fail, so... <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Nothing about the key gives you like any indication what it goes to. I'd probably drop the key. <laughs> I scramble to pick up the key again and stick it back in my pocket. Gerald, <laughs> get yourself together. Calm your nerves. <laughs> Working on it. So Vim kind of leans over to the group uh, after craning her neck around and then whispers, So there's uh, there's no doors or... I think I might have seen a window on the other side of the building when we were walking by. If we can distract the guards to have them go around to the other side of the house, we might be able to go in through the window. I'm going to point out that Cyrus, after an amazing perception check, knows the timing of the guards, and it's every, like, seven minutes. The guards aren't constantly looking at the window as long as we're quick about it. We should be able to get in fairly easily. Well, everyone stay still for another 15 seconds. If I'm not mistaken, they will pass, and that will be our opportunity to go. All right, now it's the chance. Let's go. All right, who's going around to the other side of the house? I think we all are. Vim goes first because she is the one who spotted it. And it's dark. Alright, so everyone give me uh, stealth checks, please. And we've still got the the plus on this. Yeah, if you've still got plus pass without a trace on. 22. 22. Got a 20. Amusingly, 22. Uh, You all successfully sneak around to uh, the back of the house, just as Cyrus predicted, there is no card in sight. You're not sure whether you have, like, the full seven minutes, but as you all four around the corner of the house, you do see that there are actually three quite large windows. Like, how, how big are they in feet? And are they, all, like, a single pane or lots of small panes? They're, like, four by eight feet tall. And they are a bunch of little panes. Mm. Kind of like French doors? Yeah, kind of like French doors, but it's obvious that they don't open. Can we see in the window at all? Yes, it is dark inside of the window. Uh, from what you can uh, actually roll perception. Nine. Nine. Uh, so you can tell that it's a large open room and as far as you can tell the only furniture that's in there is a small sitting table with a couple chairs pushed into it and you can see the front door from where you're looking in and there's a secretary along the wall next to it there's also another door inside of the house across the way into your left Vim leans over to Arden do you sense magic on any of these? The the door, the, the windows? Do I sense magic on any of these? The abjuration aura is coming from the door that's across the way from you. How big is this house? It is 
decently small. It looks to be from where you're looking in and what you saw at the front of the house, there's only two rooms. The one that you're looking into is large enough that it might have at one point been two or three rooms. He has an open concept house, is that? (laughs) (laughs) He, He does have an open floor plan. And a kitchen island. It's like, you don't see a kitchen, actually. <laughs> so, is the door that I can see from here likely the same thing that had the abjuration aura on the other side? Yeah, it's the, it's the internal door, not the front door. Yeah, I'll turn to the others and say, well, it wasn't completely a waste coming over here. Um, it looks like if there is an alarm or something... It's on the door that we can see inside here, not on the front door. So do we want to try the front door? While you're having this debate, Cyrus has Theo's flannel t-shirt wrapped around his fist. He's like, are we fucking doing this? What's going on here? Let's go around to the front door and try opening it. So I'm not breaking this glass. Do not break this glass. It's too small. We're not going to fit through any of these little panes. How about if there's glass on the front door, you can break that. Sounds good. (laughs) <laughs> Cyrus runs back to the front door. Okay. All, everyone roll stealth again, please. Ooh. Uh, I think that still puts me at like 19. 19. Uh, 20. 17. Thank God Vim's not Thank wearing God armor. plus 10s. What was it? 19, 17. 17's the lowest. Okay. So you run back around the house. Uh, kind of like Mission Impossible style around like goddamn ring around the rosy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the hell of it, I'm going to try the door real quick. It is locked. All right. Well, maybe we can knock the pins out of the hinges and just take the whole thing off. Or Arden will pull out the little acid vial that he has from Cyrus. We could do it this way again. If he knows that we were here, he might hide it or get rid of it. But he doesn't know it's us. It could be a random... It doesn't matter. If he knows someone has broken in, he'll know that someone was looking for something. Wait, but don't you have that fancy uh, fix-it spell? The one, you know, that you have, you know, (laughs) done my dry cleaning with? It's magic, not a miracle. I can't fix all the internal workings of a a lock that's been melted. (laughs) Look, I have one way that, in theory, might break this lock. Is that what we need to do? Well, only if it's fixable. Do it. Alright, Cyrus pulls out his alchemy jug and starts pouring out fresh water into the lock. And then with my cantrip, uh, shape water. Wait, 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 what are you doing, Cyrus? Shut up. No, I shut need to the know. Fuck up. You shut the fuck up. We I need to know if I can fix house this. Five times, and I freeze <laughs> the water inside the lock so that it expands and theoretically should break a lock if water is expanding inside of a close space. Jarrell gasps when you do this and, like, claps their hand over their mouth, like, horrified. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to say that you hear a very distinctive metallic and then Cyrus makes the water water again. Cyrus turns the door. It opens. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Cyrus walks in. I'll tell you where I'll stick my pipe. Uh, why didn't you do that for me next door? Because <laughs> you let us melt it. I thought it was kind of cheesy, so I was saving that for a last resort. 
<laughs> I think we did enough damage to Mirna's room and the like that there's... Wait, no, we fixed everything. Who knows? But we did steal his porn. <laughs> we did steal his porn. <laughs> Drill is immediately, like, looking back at the lock and trying to figure out if they can, like, figure out sort of what's going on with it and just how broken it is. You know, it looks okay from the outside. Drill goes ahead and casts Mending just in case. To see if they can feel like it's doing anything. Go make an arcana check. Oof. Twelve. You think something might have clicked back into place? You're not sure. So the four of you make your way into the main room that you saw through the window. And compared to Mirne's estate, this main room, at least, strikes you as barren to the point of austerity. No decoration in the secretary, nor is there any decoration on any of the walls except for the very far wall from you. There is a sword rack that holds a short sword above a longsword, and then above that, a block-printed scroll. Um, you can't read it from here, but you can tell that it's got a graphic on it, and then below it is writing in Elven. The majority of the floor has been replaced from hardwood that you're standing on right now to a heavy canvas-type floor. Drill looks around curiously. It, it seems like it's not very personalized, but is there like dust on things? Like, does it look like someone's been in here, even though it doesn't look like they maybe feel lived in? Roll perception. Oof, I am not rolling well tonight. Uh, nine. It's very clean in here. Other than that, you don't really get much. Is the scroll magical? It is not. Okay, Arden wants to try to read it. Yeah, you can definitely read it. Arden crosses to the far end of the room. As you cross the uh, the different flooring in the middle of the floor, it's like slightly cushy under your feet. And you get to the scroll and the sword rack and the graphic on the scroll above it is a like a stylized waterfall. And then the writing underneath it is a genealogy and then a a set of instructions. Can I take a closer look at the genealogy? Yeah. Both of you roll history. Jesus Christ. I rolled another crit fail. (laughs) 19 overall. (laughs) You can read what it says. The top part, the genealogy, is Rowan's family, as far as you can tell, given that Rowan's name is listed along with four siblings, and then going back six generations. Uh, and the names, there you can read names, they don't mean anything to you. Yeah. The part below the genealogy, Arden probably recognizes it because he's trained with a variety of different fighters. It's directions for a sword form. Well, it looks like uh, Rowan, on top of being a mage, might have a family sword style. Oh, anything good? I have no clue. Is it anything good? (laughs) 
Jarrell doesn't recognize any of this because they are more used to reading, you know, directions for formulas and magic things. Arden, with your history check, you're not familiar with where it comes from at all, but the directions are simple enough that you could follow them if you really wanted to. Arden will take out his short sword and do a little <laughs> mocking follow of it. Cyrus is just like, what the fuck? I'm just looking at them. Is this yeah. what we came here for? <laughs> so, so you you watch you watch Arden follow these steps. Arden, if 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 I can interrupt, is this like some kind of spell? You guys have seen, and our watchers, of course, have all seen Highlander, right? (laughs) So he's doing, like, except he's not shirtless, he's still in this crazy mask. Cyrus is admiring, like, it's beautiful. Deep breathing, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there, there are definitely breathing instructions in the middle of this form. Arden is following them, starting at the center of the mat is... A step forward, breathe, step back, breathe, strike, step back, breathe, and then two steps forward, breathe. Arden, what are you doing? Arden, will you teach me? Then you're fired. Seems very inefficient. (laughs) That's probably for the best. Jarrell ignores the weirdness going on here and turns to the other door. (laughs) I think we've got what we needed. Oh, yes. Be careful. There's magic on that door. Is it just a plain wall? There's no, like, other way to get through there than... No, it's just a very plain door. How far are we from the square where Rowan is? Are we more than a mile? (laughs) You are more than a mile. All right. I know why you're asking. (laughs) Well, okay. So I know of a spell that I suspect he may be using. And the way it works is it it makes a loud noise and, you know, sets off an alarm, essentially. And so anyone in the vicinity would would probably hear it. And, you know, the caster would sort of get an alert, too. But I'm pretty sure Rowan would be out of range if if it's anything like, like what I know how to do. Trill's biting their lip really hard and kind of debating with themselves. So what you're saying is that if we just alert the two guards outside and make sure that they absolutely know somebody's been in here, that we might be able to get in and then get out again before having any other problems. Well, I think maybe it would make more sense to like try to create some sort of distraction. And how big is the yard? I, it's a yard big enough to have a fire pit and seating around it. Let me rephrase. How far away are the guards? <laughs> definitely from where the door is, you are definitely within the 60-foot radius to a good portion of the fence. Hmm. You guys want to draw straws and see who plays the distraction? I mean, I... <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be much use rooting around that room. I have no problem sneaking off and, hey, if I get caught, I'll just pretend I'm someone else. You want to draw the guards away? 
unless Cyrus wants it. I mean, I'm the most expendable here. I think I'll jump on this. Um, on the off chance that I do make it away, Arden, there's recently been a vacancy in my role for teacher. Will you teach me that move you just did? Should I make it out of here? I think perhaps you'd be better ignoring that move I just did, but if you're really intent on learning it, I suppose. Deal. I think that I have an idea that might work a bit better than simply trying to distract the guards. That's fine and all, but we don't need to let any of us go in order to keep the guards distracted. All right, well, what is it? Oh, did you value me? Thank you. Um, there's a stable over there. All we need to do is get the horses to run out into the streets somehow. The guards will probably pursue them, and then, regardless of what's on this door, unless it kills us all when we try to open it up, we should be free to root around for a while, at least. Well, I actually kind of like that. I, uh, I think I can help spook them. Then all we really need to do is figure out how to get those front gates open. Can you do that as well, Vim? Uh, I mean, those are kind of far away, and I don't know if they're locked. I, I could maybe try and pry a chain or something open with my bare hands. That one, uh, <laughs> I don't have a good option for that. Look, if this adventure needs a hero, I, I, I still say I should be that hero. I will go and unlock the gates. Is that what we need to do? You're just going to walk up and unlock the gates? That seems like a good plan. Well, there are two guards standing there. Listen, I've got the time down perfectly. While you two have been... While you've been practicing your Highlander moves, I have been counting in my head their cadence. I know exactly when they're going to walk around. There's always one guard at the front gate. Oh, okay. Exactly. Not at the stables, though. Yeah, there we go. Sound good. If you want to take care of the stables, that's fine. But we still need a way to get those front gates open. So I need to go open the front gate, too. Is that what I'm hearing? But how? They'll see you. Wait, Arden can be invisible. Yeah, Arden, why don't you go do it? One, I wouldn't be invisible after opening up the gates. Only lasts until I do something to draw attention to myself. invisible when no one sees you. Oh, so it keeps lasting after you've pulled a trick stair lever, but not after you've unlocked the gate? I see how it is be able to stay invisible if after you unlock the gate the guards fail their perception check to see something happened and you're you're really you have passed without a trace only while in range of cyrus what if arden goes and unlocks the gate while he's doing that we can unleash the horses hopefully the guards will be distracted by that and not notice him and we can open the door while there's chaos see how I become a hero in this plan. Stop worrying about that and start worrying about the fact that we're going to get caught. Fine. Well, one moment. Somebody who is good at this kind of thing should stay back here. If this all goes south, they can just trigger whatever's on that door, search around until they find what we need, and we can all be gone one way or another. If it all goes to shit, we'll just, I don't know, rip through everything. We'll, we'll figure it out. I, I this, is, this is one of the most well-thought-through plans we've ever come up with. Jarrell starts to, like, argue with you, and then is thinking about every neighborhood watch moment that they've had, and is like, actually, you're kind of right, so... <laughs> All right, so let's go. Three to everyone's hands in the center, and we're gonna shout Jakoda on three. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then we're gonna do our plan, all right, everyone? All right. All right. Cyrus puts his hand in the center. Yep. Hand in the center. Hand in the center. Puts his hand in the center. In the middle of the house that you're supposed to be breaking into stealthily. Shush. Yeah, yeah. we're on yes. we're on the training mat. We're all centered on the training One, mat. Two, three. Dakota. 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 How did this become our mascot? Anyway, go, go, go. Go. <laughs> okay, you're on your own, Jarrell. Good luck. Jarrell is shaking. <laughs> With, like, like their hand is hovering over the door and they're just shaking and waiting for noise from outside. <laughs> okay. okay. So... Arjun is going to cast invisibility. Okay, Arden's going towards the gate. Cyrus is going towards the stables. And Vim... So Vim is going to move to kind of where the front door was, like press herself up against the wall and then peer outside where she can just see the stables. Okay. And she's like waiting for a signal or some kind of like the sound of the gate opening and for kind of Cyrus to get back to the house after unlocking the stables to find like the perfect moment to spook the horses. Seeing where Vim is going to, Arden's going to say to her, wait a moment. If the front gates are locked, I'll try to unlock them, and then you do your whole make them fly open thing. It'll reduce the chances that I'll be detected or that they'll be able to detect anything at all. Oh, sounds good. I'll I'll just throw it all open and spook the horses all at the same time. I love that. Well, Chakota. Chakota. is going to... Head towards okay. the front gate. Being invisible, he's not too worried about mm-hmm. being caught, but he's still being stealthy because, yeah. you know, Roll. crunching of leaves. Right. Cyrus, are you trying to stay basically 60 feet behind Arden, let him open the gate, and then go back to the stables? Or are you diverging paths? I am trying. However, Arden is invisible, so I don't know how successfully I am trying. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, where'd he go? Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, wow. And Cyrus. Cyrus. He's <laughs> the song of his people. Cyrus gets confused and runs straight to the, to the stables. Okay. So, Arden, make one stealth check at advantage because you're invisible. Okay, so without the plus 10, though, right? Without, because when you're close enough to the front gate, Cyrus would be out of range. Yep. I have a 17 overall. Okay. You get in range of the front gate, and as Cyrus predicted, there is only one guard standing there right now, which means the other one is somewhere around the perimeter. Yep. Arden is just so tunnel-visioned on the front gate and uh, worried about literally everything that's going on and Arden's boot crunches straight through a dead branch and it makes a very loud crack. The guard at the gate suddenly stands up straight turns to the darkened interior of the yard and he's kind of like got his hands up to the bars and is on his tiptoes like head back and forth trying to peer into the darkness he's like charlie at the gates of the chocolate factory (laughs) Uh, anybody out there 
This is private property. Uh, can I see the gate well enough to tell if it is locked in some way? The gate is a double door gate. There's basically a metal panel with a keyhole in it that you could jimmy open or pick well, open. I wasn't going to do that anyway. Yeah. Arden isn't a locksmith. <laughs> um, so he can't actually see me where I am, even if I'm visible. So he's a normal human and it's dark. Okay, well, what Arden is going to do is maintaining his stealth as much as he can, pick up a hefty but not too heavy branch. Mm-hmm. Then he's going to step back to where he can dodge, just quickly dart behind a house or the building, and he is going to lob that branch into the general vicinity of the gate and the guard. Getting okay. the guard is not the purpose. Getting the guard to be like, what the hell, there's somebody in there, and getting them to open the gate is the purpose. Okay. So I'm going to say that by throwing a branch in the direction of the guard, that would probably cancel the invisibility. That's fine. Okay. Go ahead and make just a dex check. Oh, that was good. 23. Nice. So, Arden frisbees that branch, and it hits the gate. The front gate rattles loudly. You hear the guard go, Ah, Show yourself! I know you're there! And we're going to cut to Cyrus real quick. Cyrus is stewing. Stupid giraffe. What do they think they know? Like, they know more than me. Twice their age. They think they know more about breaking into houses than me. Granted, I've never done this before, but stupid, Gerald. And I am just walking right up to the horse, and I'm just like, Hello, Sea Biscuit. where's this lock at? <laughs> Is there a lock that I can just, like, reach my arm over and unlatch it? Yeah, they're all... So roll stealth real quick. Uh... 30. Okay. Fuck. Yeah, you're you're fine. So the the latches are just really simple. I want to before I let all the horses go. Mm-hmm. I would like to stop one of the horses and mount that horse if I can. <laughs> so that's an awfully good idea. There's a little inner dialogue in my head of Jarrell saying when I'm trying to say like. I want to be the hero, and they're like, that's that's not important. I'm like, I'll show you who the hero is, and I want to mount this horse. Oh my god. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh no. This is... Oh no. This is good. No, oh no. Great. So there are three stalls. Two of them have horses in them. One of the horses is just kind of a plain looking horse. The other horse is snow white with a deep black mane and tail and bright blue eyes. It's looking right at you and you know that's gotta be this horse. And I walk to that horse I pat it on the head, and then I walk past it, and I find the ugliest, oldest horse there is. <laughs> there, there are unfortunately only two horses, Damn, and neither of them 
are ugly. I mean, this is a man I, who has like horse magazines a... of, like of questionable content. Do you really think that he's got some broken old nag All in his right. stable? Okay. Cyrus goes to the sure, horse. It one of the porn magazines of horse based one. Alright, I go. It was all like kinky horseplay. I I I say oh, I'm just kidding, horsey. You're a very nice horsey. Will you let me ride you? Go ahead and roll animal handling. Oh, that's not bad. I got a 16. Yeah, you use the fencing of the stables to kind of give yourself a boost. You plop onto his back, and the horse sort of prances under you for just a second, but seems to accept you as its rider. Come on, my my valiant steed. Come on, my uh, bullvine would be kind of mean to name a horse bullvine. Yeah. You can name him Theo. <laughs> Theo! Lead, oh, no. lead me to victory, Theo. <laughs> and I am going to... Once all the other horses are scared out, I am going to gallop out of there slowly towards the gate to see if I recognize whether or not Arden has finished his part of the quest. If not, I will finish it for him. Okay, so Vim, you're watching from the door of Rowan's place, right? Yep. So you see Cyrus disappear around the corner of the stable, and you can kind of guess how long it's taking Arden to get over there. However, you become distinctly aware of where Arden is when you hear the sound of a tree branch hitting the front gate. And Arden suddenly becomes visible again. Yeah, you see Arden poof into existence again. Arden, as you duck behind the corner of the house, you see that the guard has taken a key from his belt and is, like, fumbling with it in the lock. Vim, what do you do? Vim catches a glance at Arden and then makes, a like, a confused slash concerned face and then holds out her hand and then does a thumbs-up motion and then slowly does a thumbs down version and then does like a what arm gesture <laughs> Arden looks back right now he'll make like an open palmed weight sort of thing while he watches the guard as soon as the guard has gotten the key into the lock and turned it okay and are you he will make a thumbs up okay vim are you signaling Jarrell at the same time no and <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so Jarrell is standing at the door. Jarrell is, yeah, poised at the door, like muttering under their breath in Elvish, just like something along the lines of Cyrus thinks he, that we're in some kind of penny dreadful and that he has to go off with a shining cape. Like we're in some kind of. Oh man, Vim like shoots over a. We love him for a reason. Now you be ready on the door. Of course I love him, but God, he's so annoying sometimes. <laughs> and she's actually responding back in elvish this seems to actually calm Jarrell down slightly <laughs> like it's like a little like soothing for them to hear something familiar Aww. granted her elvish has like a very distinct accent to it that maybe in another circumstance Jarrell might be able to place but for now uh vim snaps her eyes back to arden and like waits for that thumbs up sign so a couple seconds go by as the guard is fumbling with the keys. The other guard comes around the corner and you can hear them muttering to each other. Do you have a key? 
I'm looking for it. I got a lot of keys, Marjorie. <laughs> Don't worry. It happens to the best of us. You can't, like, hear the lock click, but you know it's unlocked when the first guard starts to push through the gate. Yep, and that's where the thumbs up comes. Vim's eyes, like, I guess, glow for a moment as she extends a hand in, in the direction she, she knows that gate is. And all of a sudden, it'll, like, snap open almost violently, like okay. some divine force threw it open. The moment after it's thrown open by magic, she'll use that same spell thaumaturgy to make, like, a loud wind whistling sound. Okay, almost and to mask it. You're sending the door, the gates flying outwards, right? Yes. So, Arden, uh, you see this. I don't think Vim can see the result. The guard that had just rounded the corner sees the gates coming and jumps out of the way. Watch out! But the guard that was trying to push their way through the gate takes one of the poles, like, directly in the face. I can't hear you, Marjorie. There's too much wind. What are you saying? <laughs> and is thrown backwards a good 20 feet. The second oh guard that. God, that is violent. <laughs> the uh, second guard kind of stands there and looks at the other guard for a second. That's what I meant. And then they take a spear that had been um, leaning against the gate, heft it in both hands, and start slowly. That one slowly starts walking with intention through the gate with that spear at the ready. Inside Sorry, I'm so the excited house. for these horses. <laughs> Cyrus, you hear both the gate slam open and the sound of howling wind. You're trying to keep the horse that you're on under control, correct? Yeah. Well, I think the next thing Vim does is try to spook the horses. I don't know if she realizes Cyrus is on a horse. Okay. Yeah. What does the sound that's spooking the horses sound like? A crack of lightning. She, like, extends, like, <laughs> one hand towards the gate, and then, like, she makes, like, a, a, a like a beckoning uh, motion for the wind to come, and then she extends, extends that hand towards the sky, and we just hear a loud crack of lightning happen right above where the stable is. Because if there's one thing she knows, it's that her own old horse, Sweet Honey, does not like lightning. <laughs> so the brown horse rears up. I'm so it's, sorry. Like, shoves their way through the gate like it wasn't even there, prances a frantic circle in the open area of the stable, and then bolts from the horse port. Cyrus. Please roll me an animal handling whoa, check. Whoa, 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 Theo, whoa! <laughs> oh no. Jesus. Is every stallion you meet a Theo? 20. A dirty 20. Dirty 20? Dirty 20. I love this. I love everything about this. <laughs> Listen, I got some good rolls. You feel Theo's muscles bunch between your legs and Please you are not. ready for it. I start massaging the horse's ears. 
Come no. on, Theo. Just... I don't think there's time for that. Go down, Theo. You clamp your legs down around his middle and hold on to the mane, pat the neck, and he's prancing underneath you, but he doesn't bolt and he doesn't rear. You're not the first stud to try to buck me off. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I gotta say, Vim, I can't see anything that's going on, but that sounds like quite a lot of impressive magic. <laughs> what would you like to do, Jarell? Jarell looks to Vim, probably he's like, tell me when. <laughs> when? <laughs> Jarell yanks the door open. It's locked. God damn it. Jarell quickly examines the hinges on the door. They are, you know, drop pin hinges. There's two of them. I grab the short sword off of the wall and try to knock the pins out of the hinge. Okay, uh, dexterity, I think. Uh, that's not a good roll. It was lower than 10. Oh, so Jarell grabs the short sword and you try to, like, wedge it between the head of the pin and the rest of the hinge and, like, lever it up, and you just can't quite get it, and you realize that the uh, upper pin definitely out of your reach, even with the short sword. Vim, help! <laughs> it's not... Oh, um, should we... Okay, um, coming in. And Vim will, like, rear back from the door and, like, kind of get what Jarell is doing, but she's just gonna try and fucking bull rush the door and just, like, <laughs> physically slam it out of the wall. Jarrell actually, like, throws themselves in the way to, like, block her. <laughs> Wait, how are we... How are we, we cannot get through let this. him know we were here, Vim. But if I break it just a little bit, you can fix it? Just okay, we... a little bit! Then what else do we do? What do we do? We have to do it quick. Can we Can we break the lock itself? Can, can we... Okay, can yes. We, with a sword or something? Like, break the, yes. the, 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 the sticky, outy bit that goes in the wall? At that, Vim rushes over, and she, of course, has no weapons on her. So she's just going to uh, put her fists together and, like, lock her fingers together and, like, raise her hands up above her head and just try to smash down with her bare hands on the metal doorknob and just try to bust it. Uh, roll a strength check. Jarell probably makes, like, a muffled shriek when this happens. Like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> uh, can I argue that this is a weapon, that she's trying her, her weapon of fists to do this? Ah, uh, you could make a case you're using the back side of your war pick. No, she has no, no weapon No, you don't have her. that on you. Oh, I never have any of my useful shit <laughs> on me, ever. Do an unarmed attack against the doorknob. Yeah, I'll let you do that. Excellent. Okay, so she, like, like you see her nostrils flare really wide, and she adopts, like, a stance, and you see, like, her engage her core, and then she just, like, tries to, like, bang her hands down on this shit. Okay, uh, 17 plus strength? 21. So, Vim, raw strength down on the door love. I could hear Nikki dying in the background. Sorry, this is like the dumbest spice ever. I love it. <laughs> it's okay if she like breaks a cut. Actually, I think she's expecting to break some of the bones in her hand. The two pinky fingers, mm. knuckles, you feel your bones crack. But the doorknob definitely buckles under your brute strength.
Uh, so we see them go like, ah, ah, and then she like makes a really pained smile and like gently pushes the door open and is like, voila! Oh my god, Vim, are you alright? Vim just like, go, 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 go! Yep. Jarrell races through the door. I'm assuming a loud sound happens right now. At the point Jarrell races through the door, you hear the sound of a big bell ringing. Jarrell, like, stops in the middle of the room and just kind of, like, takes a deep breath in and out and kind of, like, does their best to kind of let the sounds wash over them and looks around. Back out in the yard, the brown horse had bolted from the stable. The guard that was making their way inside to the yard has to dive bodily out of the way to avoid this animal charging out the front gate. The guard from the ground yells at the guard outside of the gate. Oh my god. Oh, Marjorie! Mirna's horses got loose. Catch him! And the guard at the front gate looks to him, looks to the horse racing past and like back and forth a couple times and then bolts after the horse. You say so. The bell starts ringing in the room. Cyrus, what are you doing? The horse is basically like under your command and you're hearing all of this happening around you. Out of character real quick. Adam, do you need help? Like, are you good? (laughs) Do you need like a horse piggyback ride or are you good? I'm good. Okay. I'm gonna just like shrug and Arden always takes care of Arden. Arden's good. I run back towards the sound of that bell and I ride my horse right through the front door of Rowan's establishment. (laughs) Wait, of Rowan's house or the gate? Rowan's house. You rode your horse into the house? I'm riding my horse into the house. Where we are? Yes. (laughs) How's it going in that? Make another animal handling check. Easy. To see if the horse wipes its hoofs on the carpet, that I think. That is a 22. Fuck. 22. Jesus. I'm a, a fucking druid. Okay. You get up to the door, and you realize that, like, this is a four by eight foot door. You're, like, ten feet tall on top of this horse. You manage to communicate to Theo that he... <laughs> That's Theo? Have horse. you ever played Limbo, Theo? We're going to Limbo right now needs to drop his head to make it through the door. And at the same time, Cyrus, you need to like lay very low, pull up your knees, and get very comfortable with the backside of this animal to make it through the door. You know, I had an uncle that was a jockey. The old sassafrases were very small, were great on horses. <laughs> and I just scrunch up real small on this giant horse. <laughs> and Vim coming through the door you see because I assume Vim is like still at the door kind of like holding her hand yeah Vim is like grimacing and then looks to Jarell first as like Jarell's looking um, like taking their studying breaths and she'll say everything is gonna be fine just do what you do best and, and go find more clues 
Jarelic has a frozen moment and like shuts the door behind them. <laughs> like, fuck all of this. What? Okay. Bim <laughs> will uh, reach her hand up towards the sky again as the bell starts going off. Yeah. And will repeatedly use thaumaturgy just over and over again to make that crashing of lightning sound. Her intention is to make another loud sound that maybe if the guards are occupied with other nonsense won't recognize the bell going off maybe they'll hear it as a part of other commotion and if it doesn't work it doesn't work wait so is this just gonna scare the shit out of this horse which is going to rampage through rowan's house destroying everything (laughs) right i think first she reaches up to the sky and then she registers that there's a horse in the room and it's just like what the fuck is going on (laughs) It was a spur-of-the-moment decision. (laughs) Oh, you do know how to horse around. Let's just say he doesn't make a good neighbor. I think that Cyrus is a shoo-in for a hero. So I kind of forgot the plan after let the horses free. What are we doing now? Jarrell's looking for clues. We're gonna, we're giving Jarrell some space, and okay. Jarrell's gonna find something, and then we're going to get the hell out of here. Okay. Probably using that horse. Jarrell needs to get off their high horse. Oh. <laughs> Alright. Jarrell is trying very hard to compartmentalize right now. <laughs> and just focus on this room. They're such a naysayer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the room that Jarell is standing in is a very small room. This room has a meditation mat in the corner. Directly across from you from the door is a small writing desk. To your right is a open wardrobe clothes rack. And then on the left wall is like a chest of drawers uh, that's got like a mirror on top of it um, that probably has a particular name for furniture that I don't know. A vanity? (laughs) A vanity, yes. Out of curiosity, is my impression in this room pretty much the same as the outer room that is just sort of very Spartan or is it a little more personal? It's pretty Spartan. You can tell that the room belongs to an elf, but not a whole lot more. Jarell is kind of looking around and thinking, look, I, I really don't like this guy, but this is kind of depressing. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> is there anything out on the desk that looks like he's been working on? or There's some papers and like an uh, inkwell and a pen. Jarell goes to the desk and skims over it just real quickly and opens the one of the top drawers. There's nothing of note written on the papers. Uh, inside the drawers are rough drafts for official forms mostly official-looking things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I just go through all the desk drawers. Yeah, roll investigation. Jesus Christ! You're the worst. Christ! That is my third crit fail of the night. Uh, you don't find anything in the desk. Yeah, I go to the wardrobe. Okay. Vim, out in the main room, are you continuing to thunder clash? with a horse inside. So the alarm goes off for 10 seconds. Yes. So I think she 
Thunder strikes through the first couple. Sees the horse. Thunder strikes again. Makes a horse pun. Does it again. And then realizes, oh fuck, bad idea. And then maybe stops? Okay. Dan, one more handle, handle, animaling check. Handle, animal check, please. Theo! I'm with you! I squeeze tightly with my thighs. I roll the 21. <laughs> but I say, Theo! No! I thought you weren't into poop play! Theo drops a big old deuce in, in, in that Rowan's house. <laughs> The thunderous, the thunderous waves scared the crap out of him. The steaming hot horse patty plops onto the ground. No, Theo! Just as one of the thunderclaps hits. Outside, Arden, you're watching the guard scramble his way up. You can kind of, like, guess that the guard is watching the silhouette of a horse with someone on top of it walk into the house. You watch the guard pull out a sound horn and blow on it three long... Insert sound effect here. The... the... Get a sound effect. You can't replace that with a real sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything you would like to do? And the guard still doesn't know that you're there. Where's the guard? Um, the guard is closer to the stable than the gate at this point. You're not quite sure where the other guard is that went after the horse, though. The other guard is off after a horse. Arden is going to scoot around the house and go for the gate, though. If the guard notices him, then it's time to dash. Okay. Uh, roll stealth. (laughs) Arden continues to not be very stealthy with an 11. Arden begins to try to make it out the front gate, um, but about 20 feet after rounding the side of the house, the guard that is inside the gate swings around, spear bared, looks at you, and is like, Halt! Who goes there? Who goes there is the guy who is now running away as quickly as possible. So just use your entire action to just run, right? Yes. Yep, okay. Arden makes a break for it. And with 60 feet has plenty of movement to get out the gate. Where do you want to head with your dash? Like, are you going straight out the gate or um, like left or right down the street, kind of heading towards the alley that you were in? Out the gate in the opposite direction of the alley that we are going to until I find another alley. Okay, opposite direction, cool, cool. Actually, no, roll perception real quick. 18. Okay. Oh, yeah. You dash out the gate, head the opposite direction from the alley, and you see the other guard coming back with the horse, but the guard has one hand, like, around the horse's head and another hand on the nose and is paying way more attention to the horse than to you or anyone in the alley, but that second guard is still coming. 
Okay, not going to take a second glance. I head into the alleyway. Arden ducks into the alley. The horse and the second guard pass by you. They don't see anything. Back inside the tiny room, Jarrell has another piece of furniture to look at. I probably hear all this horse stuff going on outside, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I am just gonna wait until Vim says it's time to leave, and uh, they fling open a little more, a little less deliberately, and and speeding up a little, but they they open up the wardrobe and take a look inside. It's the vanity that has drawers oh, in it that sorry. you can actually okay, uh, yeah, yeah. The vanity, yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll investigation. Okay, I rolled an 11. I'm going to go ahead and spend my inspiration. Okay. Fuck, damn it. Okay. Uh, 11's the best I get. Uh, 17. Okay. Jarrell systematically throws open the drawers. Um, it's a lot of, like, pants folded neatly. Oh, so it's more like a dresser than a vanity. It's like a, yeah, it's like a dresser than a vanity. And you get through the drawer of socks, the drawer of underwear, the drawer of, like, undershirts, and Jarell's about to, like, do whatever they do when they're frustrated. When Jarell gets to the very bottom drawer, and it has the little knobbies to pull it out, but in the very middle of this drawer is a three-by-three grid, and you poke, like, the corner of one of these grids, and it's a button and Jarell tries the drawer and it doesn't pull out. Another fucking lockbox. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> um, let's see. What uh what's what's happening outside the room right now? What is happening outside the room right now, Vim and Cyrus? I kind of imagine, even though this is not playing, but I imagine like that elevator music, like do It's like the Wii music. <laughs> we're just like waiting, and I'm just like, Vim, is there something in my teeth? I feel like I ate a lot of cake at that party. <laughs> this is amazing. And I'm just like opening my mouth. You see anything? Cyrus is leaning down from the horse to open his mouth at the general direction of Vim. Can I? I, I examine I want to examine the dresser a little bit and see if it seems like I can disassemble it as easily as we did in Mirne's place. Vim is looking at Cyrus like, hold on, shut your mouth. I don't I don't want to look at your teeth. Like, what I want to discuss is that the horse's name is also Theo. Yeah, she's a very good boy. It's not like any more complicated put together, but it's a lot heavier. You could take it apart, but it's got, like, little legs that it's standing on. It's got the mirror on top of it. When you say it's a 3x3 three three grid, is it like the numbers on a phone? Not that you're yeah. what a phone is, but... It's like the 3x3 three three grid, like some lock screens of phones, yes. Okay, I want to very, very quickly cast message and tell Vim... There's a drawer in here that's got another lock code on it. How are we looking for time? And as I say that, I'm going back to the desk and kind of quickly skimming around to see if there's anything that looks like numbers that might be of interest to me. It's at this point, Vim and Cyrus and Jarrell hear 
the horn blasts. Fim responds back. I think we were doing bad for time before we started, so I don't know, maybe give it two or three tries and then get out. We've, <laughs> I think we've got to go. Do I see any numbers that might be anything that looks like I could even loosely interpret it as a, a lock code? Roll an intelligence check. I hope it's like fucking Mirne's birthday. Uh, 11. 11. Uh, you would think that there is something in this house that would indicate what the pattern is. Jarrell like bolts upright and runs out into the main room and goes back to stare at that um, that scroll that's up on the wall. Okay. Oh, hi, Jarrell. Hello, Cyrus. Uh, who who's your new? F- Wait, we can talk about this later. Um, just a moment. Is there something in my teeth? Uh, I'll look for you in a moment, dear. And there's oh. a deal between your legs. Yeah, we can talk about it later. <laughs> Roll intelligence one more time. Please stop rolling bad. Uh, 15? The, the, the words still don't make a whole lot of sense, but you're able to pick up a step pattern. Kind of like, it's not numbers, but more like directions? It's positions. Uh. And once you start reading it, Jarrell has like a mental image flashback to Arden doing the first part of that form in the middle of the mats. There are definitely breathing instructions in the middle of this form. Arden is following them, starting at the center of the mat is a step forward, breathe, step back, breathe, strike, step back, breathe. And then two steps forward. Breathe. Arden, what are you doing? Arden saves the day. (laughs) Oh my god, Arden, your crazy weirdness might actually be really useful right now. Uh, Can I go and mimic that on the thing? Yeah. All right, I do that. You do that, you punch in, what was it, middle, top, middle, bottom, and... Jarrell pulls the uh, drawer and it pulls open. I got it! <laughs> Jarrell opens it very gently. Inside where... If you tell me there's a, a fucking locked box in there, locked I'm gonna box. lose my mind. <laughs> it's just a whole bunch of porno <laughs> No, but I'm looking to see if I actually, like, wrote down what's supposed to be in the drawer, and I don't think I did. You didn't expect us to succeed? What a turd. Uh, what I'm really no, interested I is, is there a pin in there? <laughs> there is. So, inside the drawer is a very familiar-looking sun ray and ocean waves hairpin. Also inside the drawer is a scroll that has a seal on it that has been broken long ago, and the scroll itself is yellowed with age, and the third item in the drawer is a tarnished 
dagger. Um, Drell carefully picks up the scroll and unrolls it just slightly, just enough to see like what the very top is. Uh, roll history real quick. Oof. Are you kidding? <laughs> Fucking 25. Could I use that earlier? So it is written in a very old elvish dialect and it is from very very far to the south and it's written in very formal address it's addressed to rowan son of name son of such back like four generations and then the first line is something to the effect of uh, written very formally and passive-aggressively, should you ever step foot back in your family's lands again, you will be killed on sight. Jesus. Drell carefully puts it back and slides the door shut until they hear the lock click. It definitely clicks. Drell, quit horsing around. We have to go. <laughs> Very clever, Cyrus. Yes, I found the pin. We have definitely got a murderer on our hands. Let's go. <laughs> I can hold uh, at least one more. You wanna, you wanna giddy up? Um, what's the situation out there? Bad. So, from the yeah, so from the alley where Arden is kind of bunkering down, you heard the guard inside the gate start to like turn to go after you. Like you hear a couple footsteps and then a stop and then a turn and then footsteps going the other direction after the horn blast. You see the other guard come back with the horse past you. And as Cyrus turns Theo back towards the door. Vim turns back towards the door and Jarell bolts out of the room. The shape of this guard is standing on the steps. I cast sleep. Okay. <laughs> he has to make a saving throw, right? Or does uh, it just no, affect him? No, it's... I have to roll a bunch of damage, and then if it matches his uh, his hit points, then it actually works. Okay, Candace go needs for to it. Figure out how many hit points the guard has. <laughs> okay. Actually, I want to roll this as a as a second level spell. I'm gonna roll two more. Right. Okay. So you got a twenty-five. Twenty-five. Jarrell, what does casting sleep look like for you? Probably a little sparkly. Almost like a cloud of, of sparks like flies up from the point where I've cast it at and sort of rains down on anything that's in that spot. So the sparkles rain down on this guard and he's in, you know, like a like an adrenaline fueled state and he's taking really deep breaths quickly and his breaths slow get slower and he slumps forward, tries to hold himself up with the spear, and then just kerfunk. So you're the lot causing all this commotion. Get ready to taste my spear! Wait. Why am I so... sleepy? Yes! <laughs> Alright, let's go! <laughs> Theo! And I squeeze with my legs. Giddy up! All right. Horses don't like walking over limp bodies. 
Drag him out of the way. <laughs> Over okay. in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so you drag him out of the way and you you make it out of the house. Yeah, what's the situation outside? Where's that other guard? Jarell, <laughs> do you need a ride? That other guard is coming in the gate with the horse. <laughs> looks up, forgets the horse, brandishes the spear, and says, They're here! Well, you wanted to be a hero. Do you want to charge this fellow? <laughs> Alright, Cyrus looks back and he stares at the camera. Then he looks back at you two and he goes, Run, you fools. <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I, I, uh, Theo! And he, I run towards the guards. Towards the guard. All right. Do you want to make this an attack? Uh, no. What I'm actually doing is kind of playing a game of chicken. I mean, okay. I'm running right at the guard. Um, I'm gonna make a dexterity saving throw opposed by your handle animal check. You got it. <laughs> oh God. I rolled a nat 20. So, uh, 23. <laughs> um, Eat it, guard. So Cyrus digs his heels into Theo's side. Theo jumps forward all at once, going straight from a, like a walk to a gallop. This guard has absolutely no time to get out of the way. Gets bowled over by a couple thousand pound animal. Ah! Cyrus, you're just like out the gate. Holy shit, we did it! Oh. Yeah. Theo, I love you! <laughs> and I kiss the horse's mane. Are there any other guards left behind? <laughs> we'll start there next time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys, we did it! Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Coming up next is a promo from Hex Grid Heroes. Now, this show is based on the Starfinder rules, not D&D. So it's going to be something a little bit different. But I guarantee you it's a great time. Uh, the DM, Don, does two things that I absolutely love. The first is he'll start a lot of the episodes with a quick icebreaker where he goes around the table and asks his players uh, one factoid about themselves. I feel like as a listener, I want to know the people I listen to more, so I appreciate that he does that. Also, Don is really great about making his uh, players tell him exactly what their characters are thinking. Right before combat, he'll say, what is your character thinking? And it's wonderful. It really sets the scene, and you're just never confused about anyone's motivation. Once, there was a world called Galarian, a planet filled with millions of peoples, countless diverse cultures, and pantheons of deities both mighty and cruel. And on that world was an organization of truthfinders, of adventurers, of heroes. But that was then. What vague scraps of history have been cobbled together from the pre-gap days is all that remains of the legacy of the Pathfinders. In an effort to honor that legacy, and to gain knowledge of the phenomenon that is the Gap, for over 300 years, a new group has banded together in that search. That group is called the Starfinder Society. 
with the ability to traverse the cosmos, a gift of new gods, and armed with powers that at times blur the lines between magic and technology, aliens from across the packed world system have submitted some of their best and brightest to this organization of would-be heroes. And in those three centuries, nuggets of lost knowledge have been uncovered, but more than that, a body exemplifying the merits of exploration through cooperation solidified a fractured star system. My name is Don, and I am the GM of Hexgrid Heroes, a homebrew Starfinder actual play podcast that's set in the official Paizo setting. Join us every other weekend as these heroes explore the worlds and cultures of the packed worlds, uncover some secrets from the lost ages, and find out a little bit about themselves along the way. As always, all the wonderful music you hear on Little Realms is made possible by royalty-free content creators out there. Big shout out to purpleplanet.com, tabletopaudio.com, freesounds.com, and computech.com by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Also uh, a new one, freepd.com, 